0: is unfuck nation Now here's your host Gary John Bishop All right all right all right welcome To this week's episode of Unfuck Nation, I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for giving me your time to listen in to what we're doing today. I got some brilliant freaking news for you right off the bat, okay? And a slightly different show this week, but one that I feel as if is absolutely critical to you no matter where you are in the world, okay? So the great news to begin with. I have a new audiobook out and it's available only on audiobook. Okay. You might have heard me talk about it weeks ago when I was just giving you a little heads up that it was coming, but it's out right now. The audiobook is called Sanity in a Time of Conspiracy, Upheaval and Pandemic. Okay. So, Sanity in a Time of Conspiracy, Upheaval and Pandemic. Now, what I wanted to talk to you about this week is why I brought this audiobook out. Okay, why this? Of all the things, right? I mean, it seems like on the surface of it, you know, I mean, the pandemic's going to be over or mostly over at some point. But really, like, will it be over? Or are there more to come? Is there things that could happen in the future? That actually this audiobook may well be an invaluable resource for you in the weeks months and years of your life that you have not yet lived. I wrote this book and it is a book to me because I had to write it and then I recorded it but it's not in hardcover or, or paperback form okay. You can only get it as an audiobook. So Two things. One, why I called it sanity, because I really feel as if in the last year or so, we've all been getting a little nutty. And we've been getting a little nuttier as time has gone on. And I mean that in terms of like we're not quite ourselves. And it's, you know, understandable. So I wanted to come out with something for my followers and the people who are really using my work to forward their lives. I wanted to bring this up because I wanted you to get like there is a way to ground yourself in times of upheaval there is a way to keep your feet firmly on the ground in a time of conspiracy or pandemic and so in this audiobook I take those three items as three different subjects conspiracy upheaval and pandemic and even though I do say so myself. I think I've done a pretty damn good job of giving you what you need to stay grounded. Whether you're somebody who believes in conspiracy theories, whether you're somebody who lives with someone who believes in conspiracy theories, whether you're someone who works beside somebody, has a family member, I actually go through the whole thing, like what is a conspiracy theory why are they so powerful in our lives? I mean, you might be somebody who's really into conspiracy theories, which is fine. But how do you put that in a place in your life where you're still very effective, you're still powerful, and it doesn't consume you? Because, you know, that is the sort of subject matter that people can get consumed by. But I'll tell you, the biggest fucking problem that I had with this audiobook was I literally had to hold your fucking hand all the way through those conversations because I knew that the first thing that people would do is politicize it. Which really brings me to a big part of why I wanted to talk about this on this particular show. Because we are continually politicizing our lives and getting wrapped up in it. Now, there's something I need you to know about Not only politics, by the way, but there's something that I want you to know about advertising and marketing and all that sort of shit, okay? And this is for those of you that might have these times in your life when you get a little lost in things, you get a little wrapped up in stuff. Politics is designed to line up with your values, I'm going to say that again so that you understand. Politics is designed to line up with your values and then kidnap them. What? Yeah, that's right. Politics are designed to line up with your values so that they resonate with you. And the more you get sucked into that shit, the less you'll actually see how much you, my friend, Are getting kidnapped. Now, what do I mean by kidnapped? I mean literally kidnapping you. No. I mean, you'll get so wrapped up in the cause or the thing that even when that cause or that thing could operate in a way that conflicts with your values, you won't even notice it. You'll continue following the cause. You'll actually lose sight of your values. You'll end up so far down the fucking rabbit hole that at some point you won't even be recognizable compared to who you were. So I came out with this audiobook because I want people to remember who they are. So you are not a political view, you have one. Even having none is having one, okay? And one of the things that I love about the followers of the nation is that they they are across a broad spectrum of political views. And I know that because of the messages you send me, and I fucking love it. I love that there's a conversation that we could come together and talk about what matters to us as human beings. Because I'm really not interested in anything that makes you different from me. Okay, I'm interested in what makes you the same as me. Now, if you think about your own life right now, that's not how you live. You don't live like with a curiosity as to what connects you to your dad or your sister, like a real interest, not like, well, you're my fucking dad or your neighbor or that person you don't like. Like, what is it that connects you to them? Like, what is it, what human elements bring us together? I'm fascinated by that stuff. There's a lot of people out there who are apparently in the personal development world who are constantly spewing a philosophy that's meant to draw a line between you and others, which I'm not a fan of. And the reason I'm not a fan of is I don't want any fucking lines drawn around me. I'm a free being. I'm free to be, free to act. But every time you draw a line, there's certain places in your life where you're not free to be, where you're not free to act. A big part of that freedom to be yourself. In fact, the single most important part of that freedom to be yourself is honesty. So I'll say that again because I like to say things two times because I know you fuckers don't listen all the time. But anyway, listen to this. The single most important aspect of being yourself is honesty. Wherever you cannot be honest, you cannot be yourself. Wherever you... Cannot be honest. You cannot be yourself. You're a virgin. You're a chopped version of yourself. So I know some of you are already thinking, oh, yes, fucking Gary's telling me to go empty my brain on some people. No, I'm not. I'm saying stop lying. Because anywhere you're living a lie, you can't be yourself you'll never be happy. You will never, 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 ever, ever be authentically happy. I mean, you can fake it in bits, but every time whatever you're lying about comes up around you, you'll shrink. You'll get smaller. In that moment, you can't be yourself because you're lying. And I should, by the way, let me explain something to you. Because a difference. So there's lying, which is when I actually say things that are in fact not true. So if I was to say to you, I'm six foot three, that's a lie, right? I am not six foot three. I am on a good day, five foot 10. No shoes, but still a good day. Five foot 10, that's a lie. So it's when I'm actively presenting something to cover over something else That's a lie. But there's other kinds of inauthenticity like withholding. So, withholding is I'm not saying anything to cover over what I'm trying to hide from you, but I'm not saying anything. That's withholding. So, I might not be, you know, telling you I'm six foot fucking three. I'm just not telling you how tall I am. So, that's a withhold. Obviously, a shitty example of a withhold, but nonetheless. That's a withhold. Most people live their lives with, well, if I just withhold it and I don't say anything like that, doesn't have an impact on you as a human being, which is not true because it has a fucking massive impact on you as a human being. And it's another example of a place in your life where you can't fully be yourself because somebody's talking and you know something, but you're not going to say anything about that something. And right there in that moment you become smaller. And I know there are those of you who say, "Well, the shit that I'm lying about or withholding, I can't say it, which isn't true. You can say it. It's just that right now, you're not willing to deal with the consequences of your saying it. But people will often buy themselves off of that. Like, it's better not to say it. It's better to withhold it or lie about it because the consequences of saying it would be unbearable without ever really realizing the consequences of not saying it. What's the consequences of not saying it? You're living a lie. It's not real. It's not true. And I'm including those of you that had your little, you know, affairs and shit. I'm including all of you in this conversation. Oh, I couldn't say. I know, but you're living with that darkness, that shadow. In your relationship, you're not really the real deal. And I know some of you might get pissed off at that and I don't fucking care because it would be a lie for me to pretend that that shit didn't matter when it does. If you want to be connected to another human being, like truly connected to another human being, this is what makes love really, really fucking scary to a lot of people is it's all your cards on the table, not some of your cards on the table. Because when it's all of your cards on the table, and that person still chooses to be in a relationship with you, now it's the real fucking deal because it's really me. All great transformations, all great sources of power in your life begin by telling yourself the truth and being honest about that. And so for those of you that are, you know, have already ran off to fucking Audible or Google or Apple or whatever the hell you get your audiobooks and you've already ordered your copy of Sanity, my request of you is that you listen to this audiobook honestly and notice your propensity for doing what you typically do, which is harvesting this sort of shit for stuff that you agree with. I don't care if you agree with me, but I'll tell you this for sure. As with everything that I do, there is no ulterior motive. There's nothing else motivating me other than what I say, which is to make a difference for people and the quality of their lives. That's the context for all of it, to make that difference. I think you'll find it tremendously valuable, though, in terms of just adding to this ever-deepening wisdom that I know many of you are really jumping into. There's no greater wisdom than, than the wisdom you yourself have went out there and discovered Most of the great shit that I've ever learned, and a lot of it anyway, I initially disagreed with until I thought about it. Now I'm like, oh, fuck, that might be true. So with all of my work with the podcast, with everything that I'm doing here, it really comes down to your willingness to be honest with yourself. You know, as I like to say, everybody likes to think they're open-minded until you hit them with something they weren't expecting. You watch that fucking thing shut like a fucking trap door. Clunk. Gone. Disappeared. All right, you guys, I'm going to come back in a minute with our question from the nation. But I also want you to know that I've been seeing some new designs for the for the T-shirts on um, the Unfuck store. That's some fucking kick-ass stuff the designers are coming up with. I love it. It's freaking awesome. And there's other great news to come. The new book, the new uh, relationship book, will be out in January. Okay, we moved it up a little bit. So January, 2022, the new relationship book will be out. And I'm not going to tell you the title yet, but I love the title. It's it's honest. <laughs> it's freaking honest. It is honest. And there's tons of new stuff in that for you too. I want to make sure that you're getting. Everything that I feel as if a human being needs to weave their own wisdom in life. As you know, with my stuff, you guys, I don't I don't just tell you what to do. I'll leave you with questions and conundrums and insights that compel you to think and piece things together for yourself. All right, we're gonna go on a quick break and then we're gonna take our question from the nation. Hold it right there. All right. All right. Welcome back. And guys, you know, as usual, if you want to participate in the nation, you can call me 646-450-3203. You can text me 646-450-3203. You can send me an email connect at garyjohnbishop.com or you can leave me a message at the, at the website unfucknation.com. There's a little form there. You put in your details your question or your comment or your request because you might want me to talk about a specific subject and we take all of those we get together and we pick out the ones that we feel as if are going to make the biggest difference for the nation now this question came in a while ago actually and I've kind of sat on it because I wanted to make sure that I responded to it in a way that was really responsible. And you'll understand why in a moment, okay? So this person says, hey Gary, long time listener, my name is Jessamy Troutman, which I'm guessing could be Jeremy, because it was a voicemail. Anyway, he said, I've actually read a couple of your books and I listened to The Nation, I'm a big fan. I've never heard you talk about things with mental illness. And while I realize you're not a psychiatrist or psychologist or therapist, although many of the followers of the nation are, by the way, I would add, I really would like to hear your take for people with mental illness. So i I'll just give you a bit of a backstory and then give you the question. So ever since I was a teenager, I've always struggled with anxiety, depression, and I've actually been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and also ADHD. I'm 34 years old, so I'm in college now, and it's harder. So I go to therapy. So my question is kind of vague, but some of these motivational speeches and some of the advice that you give people were suggestions that you give people you never seem to touch on, which is this one, mental illness. So my question is, what do you suggest for people with mental illness? I mean, obviously, I'm in therapy, but is there are there other things that I can do from your perspective I would really love to hear back from you? Yeah. First of all, I want everybody to, to really listen to this conversation from a place of understanding. First of all, okay. So you're a human being, and there's many ways to come at a human being. Okay, there's many ways to kind of distinguish what a human being is. So there's a philosophical perspective as a psychological perspective. There's a neurological perspective, there's a religious and spiritual perspective. There's the perspective of physics and astronomy. There's many different ways of examining what it is to be a human being. So psychology is one way to examine what it is to be a human being. If you go talk to a psychologist, they will give you their perspective. Nothing wrong with that perspective, I might add perfectly viable perspective given that they are a psychologist they'll give you a psychological view fine if you go and see a neuroscientist or a neurologist they might give you a different view if you go and see your rabbi your priest they'll give you a slightly different view if you go to your fucking yoga teacher they'll give you a different view sometimes you go to your the gym the person who takes your fucking class and gym will give you a different view a different perspective. If you go and see a nutritionist, they'll give you a different perspective. Let alone the acupuncturist and the chiropractor and the they'll give you a very specific and often very helpful view of what it is to be a human being. So I'm going to give you it from where I'm sitting. Okay, when I'm lo- when I look at this through the lens of my kind of particular interest, which is ontology which is basically the study of being so you are a human being and you live on a spectrum of being that is there's lots of different ways you can be as a human being so I'm going to go back to your your question here and you said I've been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and also ADHD okay that means something very specific to a person who's a psychologist it means nothing to me I'm not a psychologist. What would I actually be pointing to there? I'd be saying to you, well, what are those ways of being? So when you're in that spot or in that space, when you're really feeling anxious, I would say, what are the thoughts? What are the typical thoughts? What are the feelings? So that is, what is the physiological experience of that? And what would you call that as a way of being? And you might say, well, it's being anxious. Okay, how long does it last for? What sort of situations is it typically likely to come up? What's your typical response when it comes up? And we'd start to form a picture of a way of being that you sometimes have. Like sometimes people are angry, sometimes people are anxious, and I'd want to get a whole picture of that. Like, okay, so you're referring to that as mental illness. That's not what I would call it. Although I think we are talking about something you're dealing with. I wouldn't want to use the word mental illness because, it, you know, again, from my point of view, so please don't, I'm not saying my view is better than anybody else's view. You're asking for my view, so you're fucking getting it. My view would be there are ways of being and acting that in certain situations get triggered and then you do very specific things when they're triggered. So it's a way of being. It might not be a way of being that you're particularly fond of, but it is a way of being. So, this is why when people sometimes say to me, you know, because I talk a lot about being responsible and people say, well, I have an illness and I have a, how the fuck can I be responsible? I'm, you know, and they get all fucking defensive and start arguing for their shitty life. I say, if you do the work and you look at, okay, these are the ways of being that come up for me. What are you doing? to support yourself, to support you managing that in a way that allows you to remain empowered in your overall life. So sometimes people say to me, yeah, I go and see a therapist, that helps keep me empowered. I say, go, fucking go, see that therapist. If that's something that supports you in dealing with what you're dealing with, and by the way, that includes If you want to go fucking meditate or, you know, ayahuasca, whatever the fuck you do, whatever supports you in dealing with what you're dealing with, that's not to say you'll ever like, quote unquote, conquer that thing because it's not something to be conquered. It's something to be understood. And in fact, in many ways, you're kind of manipulating that thing such that you can still live a life of your fullest expression. But the more you relate to that thing, like some kind of burden or illness, you live with that diagnosis rather than, yeah, I have these ways of being and acting when I go to this spot mentally or emotionally. And this is what I'm now starting to put into my life to support me when I'm in those spots. You're not fucking broken. You're not broken. Your brain does certain shit. I get it. Okay. And you experience yourself in ways that you would rather not experience yourself. I get that too. That makes total sense to me. All right. What are you doing to be responsible in such a way that that doesn't become the defining element of your life? What are you doing? What are you putting in place? It's not a battle. It's a peace treaty. It's discovering new ways to manage some of those ways of being while still living the life that you want to live. And I want you to know that it's possible if you relate to it. If your relationship to it is kind of like the way that I'm saying, you can't relate to it like I'm ill or I'm. Like, you can't relate to it like. Be very careful about what you're hearing when I'm talking. I'm talking about your relationship to this thing. You can't relate to it like you're not the same as everybody else, or you don't have it like everybody else. You can't relate to it like you're broken. You can't relate to it like you're ill. You can relate to it like this is what I deal with that's different from what many people deal with, although there are many, many, many people who deal with similar things. But here's how I deal with it such that I live an empowered life. And when it comes up, the things that I've put in place for myself allow me to be responsible. I can own it. It doesn't own me. My take on mental illness, by the way, when somebody suggests that term to me, by the way, I usually think of somebody who has, who is just fundamentally not able to function in what I would call the most basic elements of of a human being's life. I mean, I have come across people who have reached out to me over the years, and it's been obvious to me that it would be completely inappropriate for me to engage in a conversation with this person, one of the signs for me was their logic was all over the place. So they would flip from one logic to the other logic, which means I can't settle in a spot with them and work from there. It would have been completely inappropriate. But what you seem to be talking about more is, you know, stuff like you're calling an anxiety disorder. I would call it being anxious. And you have these repetitive episodes of being anxious And rather than resisting them, it's about, like I said, the pieces that you're putting in place to empower yourself such that when those things do arise, you still have a modicum or an element of having a say in it. That doesn't mean to say you get to say when it ends, but you get to say that you're okay, that you can manage this. Now, that might take you a long time, But as I said, you should use whatever works for you. And it's not up to me or anybody else for that fucking matter to tell you what's good or bad for you. You need to discover that for yourself. If going to the gym works for you to minimize your anxiety, do that. Although I will say this: anxiety is a very internal way of being. You're always going in the way. I do notice that whenever I get too involved with myself, my levels of anxiety, like my agitation, rises. But when I get out there and start engaging with my life, my children, my books, the nation, when I get out of that and out into the world, I notice those kind of experiences of agitation diminish greatly for me. But it's a way of being to me. I don't relate to any of that, like from a psychological perspective. Fundamentally, because one, I'm not a psychologist, but I have no interest in being a psychologist. I have no interest in being able to distinguish one of your behaviors from another and call it something. I don't, that's not what I do. I'm more interested in ways of being. What are those ways of being? What do you typically do when you're in that way of being, when you're being that way? And what could you put in that would support you through that period or time or element of your life? All right, you guys, that's going to do it for the week. Thank you for being a member of the nation. Thank you for being who you are. I'm always coming up with good news for you guys because I'm always up to shit. And in the coming weeks. You know, who knows? I might just have the most blockbuster news you've ever heard in your freaking life. But until then, have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side.